8352414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. The podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about things like internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, you know, all that WWW stuff. You know, I started this podcast to share what I've learned and what I'm learning about internet marketing and also to interview other experts that can help us all out on our blogging journey. There's always so much that we can learn and that's what we want to do here I'm your host, Leslie Samuel, the internet marketing teacher, and I'm excited to bring you another episode. In today's episode, this is what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about setting up a blog blueprint for blogging success. Now, this is something that I just sat down to do, and I wish I did it when I first started. It's something that I believe can help you out, whether you're blogging about business, health and nutrition, knitting. (laughs) It it really doesn't matter what you're blogging about. It is something that can help us all out on our blogging journey, and I'm going to share my thoughts on it. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to make an announcement because over the next maybe two weeks or so, the schedule might be a little different, and and I'll explain why. On Thursday, my grandmother passed, and um, she's in St. Martin, where I'm from, and I'm going to be traveling down there tomorrow. I'm going to be, well, no, actually, you're listening to this on Tuesday, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I'm traveling right now, most likely. If you're listening to this after that, then this doesn't apply. But basically, the schedule is going to be a little different. I had to have an have an interview um, last Thursday, and that would be the interview that I would be posting on this Thursday. Uh, let, wait, let me get some dates because people are going to be listening to this like way in the future, wondering what in the world, <laughs> what in the world this crazy guy Leslie is talking about. So today is, I'm recording this right now on Monday, October the 31st. Uh, this is going to be posted on November 1. So I'm supposed to be posting an interview on November 3rd, Thursday, November 3rd, 2011, just in case you're listening to this in uh, 2020 or something. Um, But that's not going to happen. I'm still going to post an episode, but it's most likely going to be just me talking. I have a lot of stuff to share, and I'm learning a lot now, and I'm trying to implement the stuff that I'm learning. And as I learn them, I'm going to share them with you. They're not going to be perfect because, you know, I'm learning them now, but I believe there are things that can really help anyone that's blogging, anyone that's doing anything online, trying to start a business, trying to get exposure, or anything of that sort. You're trying to deliver value to the world using the internet, it's going to be helpful for you. So um, I'm, I'm kind of excited. So I'm going to be gone for the next 10 days. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week. I am going to do something next week. I'm not going to leave you high and dry. You still can listen in, and I'm still going to send out my messages letting you know what's going on. But it might be a little different. I might interview someone from St. Martin. Um, I might not. We'll see. I have some 
awesome people lined up for interviews and um they I know they're going to be willing to work with me in this situation because it's it's you know it's extenuating cir- circumstances so just kind of stay tuned and see what happens come along for the ride it's going to be a fun ride um yes it's unfortunate that my grandmother passed but you know I think she was ready no I don't think she was ready I know she was ready um so it's not as though it's something that we you know, it just caught us off guard. We knew it was coming. She knew it was coming. And she was at peace with it. And she was ready to go. And that's that's the way I hope to be in the end. So let's stop talking about that for now. And um, let's get into the topic for today. So I'm talking about setting up a blog blueprint for blogging success. Now, this, this kind of came about in a an interesting way because as a blogger, as someone that writes to my blog, in addition to doing this podcast, I was going through my content and I was hoping to find certain things, uh, certain types of content, and they just weren't there. And I thought to myself, man, how can I be blogging about starting an online business, setting up a blog, and so on? And not have these specific topics. It didn't make sense to me. So I started to sit down and do a blog blueprint. And I think that was the best decision I've ever made. Well, one of the best decisions I've made when it comes to blogging. And I want to talk about it so that you can do this and it can make that difference in your blog, especially if you're just starting a new blog. I think this will make a huge difference in what you're trying to do. It'll it'll make it easier for you to come up with content because your content is going to flow in the way you want it to flow. And it's going to give the most value that it can give based on your blogging blueprint. So first thing I want to do is answer the question, what is a blog br- blueprint? And um when I think about it, I, I haven't heard anyone else speaking about this. I'm sure someone else speaks about it, but I haven't heard it personally. It's just something that I, I've been thinking a lot about. But when I when I talk about a blogging blueprint, I'm talking about an outline of the different topics you want for your blog. In other words, I want you to look l- l- later down the line, okay? Think about when your blog is exactly where you want it to be. What are the types of topics you want to be included? What are the articles that you want to be included? Now, I'm in the process of uh, of doing this myself. And as I looked at the topics that I wanted to include on my blog or I would like to see on my blog for when someone's coming to my blog and they want to learn about what I'm doing, learn how to do the same, there was a lot that just wasn't there. And I'm in the process of setting up what I'm what I'm gonna call a guided archive page. Now, if you go to my blog at Learning with Leslie, you'll see that there's a link in the navigation bar that says articles. I'm gonna click on that link right now, and what you're gonna see there is a few topics, and I use a plugin to generate this automatically. Now, you know this this is okay. This works, uh, but it's not ideal. And I'll and I'll tell you exactly why it's not ideal. Because what that does is it just it, it displays it in a specific way according to how that plugin functions. So if I have an article that's in multiple categories, for example, um, it might be about blogging and list building or making money online and outsourcing. If I use the plugin, I don't. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. 
But if I use that plugin and I say I want this article to be included, it's going to be included in these different categories and it's not going to be as guided as I would like it to be. Now, what is a guided archive page? Uh, what most people have on their archive pages is just a list of all the articles that they've uh, they've produced on the blog. Um, it's organized by date, so it's chronological, and you can see everything that that they've done done since the beginning of their blog. You can, for example, look at May of two thousand and nine and see what they produced. Now, you know, it's good to have that, and I can see some benefits to doing that. But really, let's say you have a blog that's five years old and you have hundreds of articles. Let's say you have thousands of articles. Do you think someone is really going to go through all of those thousands of articles? Would that be beneficial for them? Um, does it make sense? Are they not going to suffer from information overload? I think they are. What you want to do, what I think you want to do and what I'm trying to do right now is set up an, a, a guided archive page. In other words, if someone's new to your blog, what do you think they need to know? What articles do you think they, they, they are going to enjoy the most? And how can you lay that out in a way that's very user-friendly? That is what I'm going for. Um, it's not there as yet, and that's what I'm working on right now. And rather than you know waiting until I've done it and then show you what I've done, I'm going to talk about it as I do it so that you can do it along with me and so that we can experience the change together, so that we can see what happens as a result, not just me alone, but you and I. Okay, so that's what I mean by a guided archive page. And it's not just necessarily a list of articles. Let's say I have a few articles on setting up your blog. I can start with a little bit of an introduction. I can say something like, if you're starting your business, I recommend for you to go with WordPress. And setting up WordPress is easier than you, you may think. Here are some articles that are going to help you along that process. And I can list maybe five articles that can take them through the entire process. Or if it comes to uh, deciding on a niche or just coming up with what you're going to do, uh, there are a lot of things that go into that process. Or there can be a lot of things that go into that process. And what I can do is I can simplify this on my articles page and I can say, uh, are you trying to figure out what you're, you want to blog about? Here are some articles that can get you started. Number one how to select your niche. Number two, how to, how to uh, you know, do the keyword research or something of that sort. And I'm just kind of going <laughs> off the top of my head with some of these topics. But I think you get the point. It's a guided archive page. They're not just going to go to this page and see thousands of articles or hundreds of articles and, and get overwhelmed. They're going to know exactly where they should go. And then from there, they can go to wherever they want. You want to set your blog up in a way that they can get through your blog and get to the content that they need to get to. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense, and I, hope, and I hope you see where I'm coming from. Now, why should you have a blog blueprint? That's, that's the next question I want to answer. Well, let's say you're building a house. What's the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to just start by you know, digging in the ground and pouring the foundation and then putting up a brick or a, a cement block or whatever the case might be and then just kind of going, going along and, and you know, <laughs> as you get a cool idea, hey, let me add on this room over here. Maybe we should use a bathroom. Okay, so let's 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 add a bathroom to this thing. And and you know, 
a kitchen. Yeah, let's add a kitchen. Are you going to do that? No. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to hire an architect. Why? Because the architect is going to make your blueprint. And that, it kind of sets the foundation for what you want to do with your house. And then you can go through some revisions and you can say, no, no, no. Uh, I think this bedroom would be better over here. Oh, wait, this is the master bedroom. I want the master bedroom to be a little bigger. Uh, I, I need a kitchen uh, close to the bedroom so that at night when I, I need a snack, I can... Okay, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> Scratch that. You see, all of these things you can go through in in, in setting up your... In, in the process of the architect drawing the blueprint. And it's the same thing with the blog. You want to have a vision for what you want your blog to be. At least you should want to have a vision for what you want your blog to be. And by taking a, t- just taking a few hours and saying, you know what, this is what I'm looking for. When it's all said and done, this is what I want my blog to accomplish. So these are the types of posts, the types of articles that I need to have on my blog so that when someone comes to my blog, they can get the most value as possible. Okay? Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Uh, you know, I've... In, in in this process, I thought about doing this and I started to look around to see how many people are doing this the right way. Well, I don't want to call it the right way because there's not one way to do it. But how many people are doing it this way, uh, a more efficient way? And I couldn't find many people. I found a few and I'm going to share some of it with you. Um, but it's not something that's very common. Why? Because we, we've gotten so used to these plugins that do a, a pretty good job of laying out content. But I believe there's a much better way to do it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be working on that. So we know what a blog blueprint is. I've spoken about why you should have a blog blueprint. Now, of course, the next question is how do you construct one? How do you set up a blog blueprint? How do you decide on what to do? What topics you should um, include? What, what articles you should have? Well, I'm going to give you four points. And, you know, if I come up with another point along the way, I'm going <laughs> to throw that one in just, just for fun because that's what I do. I throw stuff in. Okay. There are a few questions that I want you to ask. The first question is this. What things do I need to define? To, to define, sorry. What topics do I need to define? What definition post do I need um, when someone comes to my blog, they're absolutely new to my blog, and they are trying to learn what I'm trying to teach. What are the things that I need to define? So, for example, I teach how to set up a blog. I teach internet marketing and um, traffic generation, social media. All those things are topics that I talk about on my blog, p- things that I interview people about, and so on. So, I can start with a simple definition. What is a blog? I know it sounds <laughs> it sounds very simple, but there are people that ask that question every single day. What is a blog? Okay, yes, Leslie, you want me to set up a blog, but but what is it? What is WordPress? Why should you use it? These are some definitions posts that I can make. And it makes sense because if that's what I'm talking about, I should be able to define what a blog is. And there are a number of things that I can define. What is social networking? What is social media? Those are different things that I can answer 
in blog posts, and I can feature them on my guided archive page so that if someone is an absolute beginner, they can get answers to those questions because it's probably questions that they, they might have, and you never know. So that's exactly the, that's the first question I want you to ask yourself. What are the things that you need to define? You know, I'll just throw in another example. What is an autoresponder? Yes, I, I talk about building a mailing list, but what is an autoresponder? If you're a beginner, you might want to know what that is. And even some more advanced individuals might want to know what that is. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I need to include some of those topics in my blueprint. Okay, so that's the first question. What topics, what subjects, what terms do I need to define? The next question is this. What are my audience's pain points? In other words, what problem, what problem or problems are they trying to solve? What are some technical difficulties that they might have? What are things that they are struggling to figure out? How can I help them figure that out? That's, another, that's the second question I want you to answer. So for me, for example, my audience might be struggling with deciding between um, shared hosting and VPS hosting or dedicated hosting. Which one should I, which one should I use? Um, there's a difference in price. Shared hosting you can get for as little as $5.00. And VPS hosting, you can get for maybe $50, $60, $70. Uh, hosting could be $100, $200. Which one should I choose? That can be a struggle to, to, to figure out. And that's something that I can help them out with. Another pain point is, how do I get traffic to my site? What are ways that I can do that? You, you speak to a lot of people when it comes to, in, when, when, when it comes to blogging and internet marketing and many of them have great websites, but they're not getting traffic to that site. How do I get traffic? Those are some things that I can cover on my blog. And those are some topics that I'd include in my blog blueprint. So question number one, what topics do I need to define? Question number two, what are my audience's pain points? What problems are they trying to solve? Question number three. What does my audience need to know how to do? You're setting up a blog. How do you install WordPress? It's very basic, but it needs to be explained. So I can have an article. I can have a section on setting up your blog. And I can have an article, a blog post that's entitled, How to Install Your Blog or How to Set Up Your Blog. How to Optimize Your Blog for Search Engine Success. And I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing these out there um, randomly because I didn't, you know, write down my topics before. Um, I Actually, I, I did make my blogging blueprint and I'm going to be adjusting it. And at the end, I'm kind of going to, I'm going to uh, kind of go through my blueprint and show you some of the things that I've done to kind of give you ideas of how you can do the same thing. Okay, so question number one, what topics do I need to define? Number two, what are my audience's pain points? Number three, what does my audience need to know how to do? How to set up a, a Facebook page. How to set up a Facebook fan page. Those are all good topics to include if you're talking about social media. So those are some examples. Another question, and I think this is the last question that I'm going to say for you to ask yourself. And it's a very important question if you are blogging as a business. Okay, And that question is this. 
what products what products are you trying to promote talk about the things that you want to promote not just because you're trying to make money but there are certain things that your audience is going to need in order to do what you're trying to teach them to do and in that process you can you can kind of fill that in to your blogging blueprint for example I'm teaching you to set up a blog. Well, you're going to need hosting. What product am I going to promote? HostGator. And I have an affiliate link for HostGator, and I can include that when I'm showing you how to set up a blog. If there's a a membership site that you're trying to promote, you want to think about that and think about how you can work that into your blog blueprint so that you can make sure to have the articles that you need in order to promote that product, that membership site. Is there something that is there a product that you have? Well, if you have a product, you should definitely be promoting it. And you want to work that into your blogging blueprint. So these are things that you need to think about beforehand. Now, I've just come to a decision recently um, to do things differently than different than how a lot of internet marketers do. When it comes to internet marketing, of course you need to sell. If, you, if you're trying to make money. If you're not trying to make money, you don't need to sell. It doesn't make sense selling. Just give value and that's it. But if you are doing this as a business, which I am doing, and which I would assume anyone that's listening to this podcast, they're trying to do the same thing. Um, what you find is that a lot of people just promote a lot of stuff. Why? Because the more you promote, the, the more you make money. At least that's the rationale behind it. What I've decided to do is instead of trying to jump on a bunch of product launches and you know promote a bunch of products, I'm going to choose a few products that I want to promote, and those are going to be the products that are embedded in what I do online. I'm not going to be trying to jump on any new product launch or a, a bunch of different products just to make money. If it doesn't provide value, I'm not going to do it. And most likely, the things that I want to promote are already out there. How do I know that? Because I'm using them. And as I'm using them, I can talk about them and I can show you the benefits of using them. So there's no longer, there's no, any, there's no pressure to say, oh man, this guy is launching a new product. I have to promote this. No, you don't have to promote it. You can choose to promote it. But the core things that you're promoting are already embedded into what you're trying to do online, into your entire blog. You're setting up websites or you're teaching people to set up websites. Hosting has to be involved in that process. Include your affiliate link. You're teaching people to do keyword research. You might be using Market Samurai. I use Market Samurai and I use it for specific reasons. I can talk about how to use Market Market Samurai. I can show how to do it. And my affiliate link will be embedded. But this way, it's a part of a bigger picture. And it's not just me deciding, oh, man, I need to add a new room onto my house. (laughs) Oh, man, I need a bigger kitchen. Let me just put a bigger kitchen. No, it's already a part of what I'm doing. And if I started with a blueprint that included um, the topics that I needed to define, my audience's pain points, um, the how-tos that my audience needs to know, the products that I'm trying to promote, and in everything that I'm doing, these questions are being answered because I already set the framework by making that blueprint in the beginning. 
my blog would have been much more optimized for success and I probably would be making, no, I definitely would be making more money than I'm making right now. Not that I'm complaining about <laughs> about how much money I'm making right now, but it would have been set up in a way to 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 capitalize on these things much better. Not just that, but to provide much more value to my audience. As opposed to someone coming to my site from Google and, you know, seeing an interesting article and saying, "Okay, that was good." good they may be they may go to the articles page and see a ton of articles not know where to start and leave now they'd have a guided archive page that tells them exactly where they need to go it shows them yes it does cover the topics that you wanted to cover uh, or that you're looking for and they're much more likely to stick around much more likely to subscribe to my mailing list um, to subscribe via rss to come back and check out what i'm doing to listen to my podcast and so on. So th- that's how I would recommend going about constructing a blog blueprint. Now, there's something else that I'm trying to do, and um, I wish I had done this when I started. <laughs> so that's why I'm sharing it with you, because I want you to do it. I want you to do this along with me so that we can both see the effects of doing this. This has to do with categorizing your posts. Now, when I started my blog, I started my blog. I just started writing. And if I wrote something about traffic generation, I'd, I'd put it in the category traffic generation. And if I didn't have that category, then I would add that category. And that would add on to the list of categories that I have. Then I might write something about Twitter. And then I might say, wait a minute, I don't have a ca- category for social media or social networking. So what would I do? I'd create that category. And I'd continue on and on. And as I think about a new topic, a new category or whatever, something that would more appropriately suit what I'm talking about, then I just add that category on. Now, this is what I'm going to start doing differently. And this is really what I wish I had done from the beginning. So I'm going to be, well, no, I've already started thinking about the categories that I want to deal with on my blog. And I haven't fully decided on how many that's going to be, but it might be somewhere around five. Now, this is much different, (laughs) much different than what I have right now. Um, And I should have looked up how many categories I had on my blog before I started this, but I'm going to look it up while I'm talking. Um, But instead of having a bunch of categories and a growing list of categories, I would have a few categories that are that are very relevant to what I'm talking about that just about all of my topics can fit into. Okay, I'm in my WordPress admin area and I can see that I have 34 <laughs> different categories. Um, now, this isn't a terrible thing. and A lot of people have, have this set up that way. And you know, a lot of people have a lot more than 34 different categories. But you know, if, if I'm new and I come to your blog and I see 35 different categories, what does that do to me? I mean, 34 different categories. Don't you think that's kind of overwhelming? Now, if I come to a blog, let's say someone comes to my blog and instead of having 35 different categories, let's say I have five different categories or even like seven. For example, let's say I have a a blogging category, a a list building category, a traffic generation category, making money online, 
time management, social media, um, or mindset. Okay, so that's not five. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, yeah, that's six, so that's not too bad. Let's say those are the categories. No, seven. Those are the seven categories I have on my blog. That's much less intimidating. And not only that, but if I'm reading a certain article and it's about building a list and I say, man, I want to find out more about this, I can go to that category on building a list, on list building, and see that there are many more articles than just like two or three because I have 34 different categories. (laughs) It makes sense because in each category, now you can have more content. And if you have more content in each category, what I'm guessing is that people are going to stick around more and they're going to read your other content, your other content, because they can find much more content about the topic that they are looking for. So this is what I would recommend. And this is what I'm in the process of doing. And I'm actually kind of glad that I'm traveling because whenever I travel and I go to the Caribbean, um, I spend a lot of time on the plane and on the airports. And what I do then is I just kind of go through what I'm doing and get a lot done. And I assume that by the time I reach the St. Martin, I'm going to have a lot of this done. And I'm excited about that. But what I what I would recommend is once you have an idea of the direction that you're trying to go, choose a, a, a handful of relevant categories. Don't overdo it. I'm not talking about 20 categories. If it's talking about Twitter and it's talking about Facebook, it, it doesn't make sense having a category for, for Twitter and, and one for Facebook. You can put that all in social media or social networking. Decide how you want to label it and just put it all in that one category. Don't overdo the categories, but also don't underdo the category. For example... All of the the things that I'm talking about could uh, theoretically go into the topic of blogging. But you don't want to just have one (laughs) blanket category blogging. You want to have a a decent amount. And it's up to you to decide how much that is. And you can experiment with it and see what works best for you. But you want to have a, a decent amount of categories so that someone can, yes, get the content that they want, get a lot of content in a specific category, but they can also see that there are different topics that you're talking about on your blog and they can go to any of those categories and find all the relevant posts. Okay, I think I've hammered that to death. Basically, choose your categories and fit all your content into those categories. There's a way to do it. And um, as you, it, when you start, I'm pretty sure you'll see that it's very possible and, and not too difficult to do that. All right, so uh, some miscellaneous tips. Uh, When you set up your archive page, yes, you can use a plugin, but I would recommend not to do that. Why? Because a plugin doesn't think the way you think. Um, And maybe you might find one that, that does it, but... I haven't found any. And if you find one, <laughs> let me know. Um, I'd be happy to check that out if, it, if that's going to make it easier on me. Hey, that's all good. But what I'm basically going to do is create a page, and then I'm going to write my articles page. So I'm going to give an introduction, and then I'm going to introduce each little section and give maybe the top five articles in each category. So I might have a, 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 a category dealing with blogging. And then I'd have how to, how to 
choose your niche, how to set up your blog, how to install WordPress, how to, you know, add a nice design or whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to give you an idea of what mine looks like at the end. Um, so make your archive page user-friendly. If that takes you actually going in and writing that archive page, then do it. I think you're going to get more value from it. I think your visitors are going to get more value from it. Another thing I would recommend is to check out other blogs in your niche and see what topics they've written about. That might give you some ideas. You, you might say, man, I'm not sure what to do in this area. Well, look at what other people are doing. It doesn't necessarily make, doesn't make sense to try to reinvent the wheel. Look at people that are doing it well, see what content they have, and then decide on what types of content you want to include on your site, on your blog. Make sense? Yeah, I think it makes sense. So what about my ar- my articles page, my guided archives page, as I so eloquently put it? Okay, so I've narrowed down a few different categories, and I'm going to give you some examples. I have some mindset posts. And I have a lot of mindset posts, and it wasn't e- it wasn't hard to come up with those topics. Um, I mean, those articles on my blog because they were all there. And I think because I love to talk about mindset, because I think mindset is the foundation of everything that you're trying to accomplish online. So I included, I, I've written a number of things on those topics. Um, for example, how internet marketers can change the world by giving value, and that shift in mindset of man, I need to give value as opposed to trying to make a bunch of money online. Making money is good, but it's all in the mindset. Um, talent is overrated, what it really takes to be an online success. And I talk about a book that I read called Talent is Overrated, but that's an excellent article that shows that you don't have to be talented at everything. And this is something that I'm realizing more and more as I go get into internet marketing, as I meet a lot of people that are doing huge things online a lot of people, it's not that they're experts in technology and website setup or anything like that. No, they just, they, they, they're contributing value and they're being successful. So mindset posts, that's one category. Blogging. So in that category, I have things like how to choose a niche to, to blog about, how to choose a domain name, why you need to have a self-hosted WordPress blog, uh, the kind of blog posts that you should write regularly and a, a number of other topics within that. Then I have the category building a list. And in that I have an article, five reasons why you should build a list. How to build a profitable mailing list. Um, how to generate squeeze and sales pages. How to grow your list quickly. And those types of things. Then traffic generation. And then I have topics, that's the category, traffic generation. I have articles like, how to rank well in Google using WordPress blogs and get tons of traffic. How to use blog commenting to, for getting traffic. And how to drive traffic using guest posts and a number of other things. Making money online. That's another category. Then I have simple articles like how to make money with affiliate marketing. How to make money by selling advertising. How to make money by selling your own ebook. How to make money with membership sites. How to make money accepting donations. So these are all topics that, these are all articles that can fit into that making money online category. And if someone is looking for things on making money online, this is a very good introduction, a very good overview with actionable tips that they can take and implement and start making money online. 
Then I have the category time management and um, some of the articles that I've outlined for that. How the morning can boost your productivity. And that's something that I found (laughs) very relevant um, in what I'm doing. Um, Then five five tips for balancing having a job and building an online business. That's an article that I've written already. And um, I think it's something that provides value. The top productivity tools, the top free productivity tools I use in my business, my guide to outsourcing and why Odesk rocks. You you see, I'm giving you my entire blueprint here, and I hope it kind of gives you an idea of how I'm setting it up. So those are some examples of how you can do it, how I'm doing it. And um, I hope that's actionable for you. I hope you can take something away from that. So I looked online to try to find some examples of a guided archive page. Sadly, I couldn't find. (laughs) I didn't spend a whole bunch of time, but I went to a lot of the popular blogs that I read and I couldn't find any. Well, no, I found I found two that are kind of along the lines that I'm. I'm thinking of, and I'm going to include them in the show notes. I, I just did an interview with Farnoosh Brock from prolificliving.com. Now, she has an archives page, and but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. If you go to her blog at prolificliving.com, I'll include a link in the show notes, and you click on new here. There's, there's a, a link in the navigation bar that simply says new here with a question mark. And if you go to that page, this is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of a guided archive page. Because it's not just a bunch of articles. It has an introduction, and it has the different categories, and it has some of the top, the most popular articles in those categories. Very well laid out. I'll include it in the show notes, and you can check that out and see what she has done over there. And I think that's an excellent way of doing it. Then there's one that's um, a guided archive page on steroids. (laughs) Now, I want to be careful in in recommending for you to check this one out because it's very intimidating. It can be intimidating. But at Entrepreneur's Journey, which is Yaro Starak's blog, it's the blog that I'm a columnist on, um, he has a page that shows a step-by-step guide for setting up a profitable web, a profitable website. It is extremely long, and I don't want you to look at the length. I want you to look at the concept because he walks you through the process of setting up a profitable website, and he links to a bunch of relevant articles that, that I mean, he's been blogging for very long. And, I mean, even some of my articles are in there. I was uh, happy to see that. But you can see how he has that laid out. Now, don't go there and look at it and say, oh, man, I can never do this. This is very intimidating. Um, It is intimidating. And I wouldn't recommend necessarily for you to set up one like this or for this to be a goal. It might be a goal, and that's great. But this is not exactly what I'm talking about, although it does illustrate the concept. So I'm going to include a link to his um, his page in the show notes, and you can check it out at learningwithlesley.com. This is going to be, what episode is this? This is episode number 46. So you can go to learningwithlesley.com slash episode 46, 
and you can you can get the links to those two examples and you can check them out. The first one, perfect example, prolificliving.com, Farnoosh Brock. Awesome job over there. The second one at Entrepreneur's Journey, just to give you an idea so that you can see what's possible if you want to go all crazy on <laughs> setting up your guided archive page. But that's pretty much it for this episode. I, I really hope you got a massive amount of value from it. Um, and I want to encourage you to get started. Write, write out your blog blueprint. Take an hour, take two hours, or however long it takes, and decide on how you want your blog to be once it's to the point that you, you, you can say, man, this is, this is it. Uh, as usual, I want to invite you to come back to the blog at learningwithlesley.com. Leave a comment. I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. You can always call the hotline if you have a specific question, and I will answer that question on the show. I'll play the number at the end as usual. This podcast is brought to you by my 7-Day Bootcamp course at 7daybootcamp.net. You can go there. And in that bootcamp, you will learn in a step-by-step way how to set up your online business from scratch. I'm assuming you don't know anything, but you may know something, but there's something in there for you. I'm talking about starting with doing the right kind of research to getting hosting, setting up your blog, driving traffic, coming up with content, making money online. All that stuff is covered in the bootcamp, so check it out at 7daybootcamp.net. You can subscribe on iTunes, Leslie on iTunes.com, and um, leave your feedback. That's it for this episode. Take care and God bless.